Ready to go then. All right. How have you been? I haven't seen you in quite some time. Quite some time in our uh, in our life is about a week. I, think. <laughs> less, I don't even, even know less. if it's been a week. I think, I, think less, I saw you. Yeah. I didn't get to see you this weekend though. I feel like I uh, I made a decision to stay in on Saturday night. Yeah, you dropped to, the ball to convalesce. Convalesce. I've Why? had I've had a flu. Oh, Remember, yeah. did I, it last? It, it continued. No, but it was giving me that sort of because it was. The Saturday night, I went to a rehearsal in the morning, worked into the evening, and then I had another rehearsal the next morning, so I knew that I wasn't going to get much sleep if I went out right. that night. Okay. So I just decided to... So you played it safe. Yeah, I got a pizza from Ralph's. I went out to Target, and I bought a floor fan. Turns out what I do is I spend money when I'm when I'm left to my own devices. Yeah. Bought a fan. Self care. Honestly, though, it was That's a really good cool, yeah. it was a good bargain. It was eighteen dollars for do this twenty have, inch. You don't have fan. Like air conditioning in your place. Uh, I have wall units, which are not they're basically ideal. Fans, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they're they're better than fans in terms of the air that they blow is cold. From the outside, yeah. Well, and it's cold. Like mm. they, they they like or. The some of them are heaters too, as mm-hmm. opposed to a fan just blows whatever the temperature is right, of right. the air. But uh, I got to tell you, this fan is and but the thing about wall units is they take up a ton of electricity yeah. to the point where one of my wall units has blown out a circuit on half of my house. Really? Yeah. So a half a wall of my house has no electricity thanks to running two wall units, one upstairs and one downstairs at once. I just remember them on the being same loud circuit. As fuck. That, yeah, they're the loud as hell too. Me, yeah. But so are fans. Yeah, fans are a little bit more like a hum, whereas at least the mm-hmm. one I had in the yeah. in one of my old apartments was uh, it like rattled and fucking mm-hmm. shook the whole place. The cat was terrified of it, <laughs> so I barely used it. I just used the floor fan. Yeah, the floor fan's been great for me so far, man. I've been loving it. Although, let me tell you, hey, all you uh, all you spooks out in the audience. All you what, black people? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I don't think we got many black people. In our no, it's no, not no. A popular urban podcast. No, no, no. All you, all you, uh, all you uh, ghouls and and gals, gals and ghouls, um, boils and ghouls, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's getting into a point where we're not even going to need the AC pretty soon. It's chilly today because we're going to have chills running down our spine full time. Oh, you're talking about into... Halloween? Well, I just it is just fucking cold though. Uh, yeah, that's is really I what say. I was more it's getting quite at. chilly today. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant oh, well, the season of chills is upon us. Well, yeah, I was doing both, but right. mostly the truth is, yeah, it's just kind of colder out today yeah, it's a than little normal chilly today. Yeah, which is interesting. Actually, no, it's not interesting. What am I talking about? What, what, talking wait, about the weather. Talk, <laughs> it's, not, it's not interesting. I'm talking about the weather and my floor fan. We've come off from uh, doing a big live to-do oh, at the God. Fox and Fox yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And you know, and this is our follow-up, and we have to maintain the energy of that one, <laughs> or else God. people are going to start tuning out. Let me tell you right. Let me tell you right now. That was uh, that was the nadir of the poor quality podcast episode twenty. It was bad. You know what though? You stand alone. I don't everyone think that's else, true. everyone else seems to love it. No, they just listen to it because their voices are on. I it. know. <laughs> that's the secret. That's the secret. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only reason we keep making them. Yeah, our voices true. are. I on love them. our episodes. I yeah, love the I solo eps. I wouldn't have listened beyond the first five minutes of the first one if it yeah. weren't for myself being on it. That's true. So yeah, no, I you know I can't blame them for that. But we need to either maintain the energy of that live one or mm. step it up a notch look at that as a lesson learned 
and um, now we got to come back stronger. Either mm. way, we got something to prove. We got some shoes to fill. Yeah, you know, there's this is there's no turning back. Swing. That's why we came in here with hot topics right off the yeah. bat, like the weather. <laughs> Straight in with floor fan, floor fan content. Well, I, I mean, know. if you really want to get into it, I mean, I don't know if this would count as resting on our old laurels, but I had a pitch for an event episode if you wanted. An event episode? Uh, yeah, like, you know, episode 20, that was an event episode. Oh, right, okay. This is episode 21, this is a standard ep, uh-huh. and then episode 22, we're getting ready, we're already gearing up for event two in the, in the poor quality universe. What would that be, on a roller coaster? No, no, no. Ooh, although, we should talk about that, too. Oh, yeah, Max wants to do one at Disneyland. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's an idea. It's a great idea. That's <laughs> so fun. But then All the right. other thing is... I don't know if you've heard the news. I've been I've I've become the guy that people are going out of their way to tell this to, and I couldn't be happier. I imagine because of our poor quality presence that you have been hearing about this too. Penn Gillette on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, it finally happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, sir. I didn't know about that. Oh yes. And I was thinking we do a live listening party and commentary. No one would do it. Like we've we've tried that. Wait, what do you uh, mean? Back in the day, I used oh, to. Oh no, do no, these no! Stupid... Just the, the only people at the party are us. But I'm saying we do an episode where it's us listening to oh, the Joe I Rogan and stopping mean. to comment and like. Oh God, that's you don't uh, think so? No, because it won't. Like Pendula is funny. Sound off in the comments, folks. Pendula is funny when you aggregate all of his like most <laughs> the tedious same impulses. Ten things he says. In yeah, every, like when you <laughs> when you've listened to a bunch of it and you yeah. take it, you pick and you know you pick and choose the most ridiculous or funny elements, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is just dull. And I think him on the Joe Rogan podcast is going to be. They're like three hours long. Those podcasts. Yeah, that's and true. It probably and we're stopping is going to be. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're going to be seven hour episode. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think that's one of your best ideas. <laughs> well, we got to do something. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll do something. Maybe Actually, we, no, we don't. We maybe can just we, do more episodes. Maybe we like go normal. to the Penn and Teller Theater. Now, this is yeah. this episode is called Pitch Session, and this is all we're talking about. We're not even going to do gonna, content no, anymore. Just pitching. Ideas we're just going to future future content. Events. Yeah, yeah, right. How about this? We go to the Penn and Teller Theater at the Rio All Suites Hotel and Casino, mm. and we. <laughs> And, and we, what? And we <laughs> just go watch the show and then talk about it afterward. I mean, or during. <laughs> we bring the sneak the zoom in and we just whisper. Yeah. We go on like a Wednesday, so it's real quiet in the back rows, you know? Uh-huh. It's just uh, us back there. That's a very that's a big investment financially for an episode of the podcast which won't work. How about Vegas episode? Vegas episode. We've done that. We've we've had you talking about Vegas. I've been to Vegas. No, no, no. Times. We go together and we bring What's the, the Zoom. What's the point in being in Vegas if you're just going to talk into a microphone that you could talk? You could do it in L.A. Like what, we're stuck in the hotel room. Yeah, we don't even go out. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like there's no point. Usually, like those road episodes, it's not like we've traveled specifically mm-hmm. here to do this podcast, unless it is like an actual event. Mm. No one's, you know, when you hear episodes from the road, it's because you know it's a comedian or whatever is on the road. Yeah, it happens to be in Vegas mm-hmm. or Boise or wherever the fuck. Yeah. With us just traveling there to specifically talk into a microphone <laughs> in a different state. That's fun. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, speaking of... we'll, we'll Poor quality we'll podcast in Auschwitz. <laughs> live, <laughs> live from the camps. Live from Anne the Frank's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been in Anne Frank's. So you're not getting a podcast done in there. Why? Oh, it's full of people fucking moaning. 
I mean, you go in with uh, like crying or like yeah, you go in with about fifteen other tourists at a time, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite small, a little bigger than I expected, but uh, quite small and yeah, just full of people. Oh, the moans that go up, mm-hmm. people are whining, mm-hmm. complaining about mm-hmm. the past. It's like you know, you move, know, move on. <laughs> Look at the architecture. You know, I mean, truly, that's preserved. what we're here for. Preserved in nineteen, like the Winchester Mystery House. That's how yeah. someone's going to the Anne Frank House. Yeah, and there's always like one cunt who's with you is looking for ghosts. You know, oh, like, there's no. always one. I've been there twice, and both times there's been someone who, uh, granted, they're not outright looking for ghosts. They're not pulling out their fucking. Oh, I thought you were saying they had their EVP. No, monitors no, they're not. Out. They're not pulling that out or anything. But you can just tell that that's more what they're into. Like they, or, yeah. the, or that they are maybe a little bit of a Nazi, you know, it, and they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of getting something from imagining someone in so much peril and then knowing mm-hmm. that the Nazis won, you know, <laughs> there's a happy ending for them. It's like, well, they got caught. Try and hide up in that attic, will you? Yeah, to them the peril was that they wouldn't get caught. <laughs> they're like, oh, seemed like they were gonna get away from it. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I. Uh it's interesting, actually. The old um, you need to stop jinxing things by announcing that it's interesting before you say it. I think that's the problem we have. I think that's the problem. actually this is interesting. My I got wife, one for my you. wife does it with the baby all the time. She yeah. goes, "Oh, I think she's actually going to be really calm tonight." Fucking don't say yeah. that. Of course, it's going to be a fucking nightmare after you say that. Well, and you know, always. You know, though. Here's the thing. Uh, it's interesting you bring up uh, traveling. Because I have been getting into, uh, you've been bringing up like going on location. Well, you yeah. know what I've been getting. Right you yeah. know what I've been getting into. There are multiple across the United States abandoned, all abandoned roadside attractions uh-huh. called uh, Flintstones Rock City or something oh, like that. I've read that. about these. Yeah. Have you seen these? Yeah, I They're heard about so them. Cool. They're like these dog shit. Like Flintstones, probably not even really licensed amusement parks. But like, I, I, what's weird about them to me is when I go on YouTube or wherever to try to find things out about them, there's like no info about when they were actually operating and what they were like when they operated and how successful they ever were. All it is, especially on YouTube, is like people just walking around them. And I'm like, well, that doesn't tell me no, much. I, I, I'm not interested in the ruins. I want to know about what this thing was and how it got abandoned. I think you just need to look a little bit further, sir, because the first time I heard about them, it was probably in some kind of crank.com article or whatever. Mm. And it did say what they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was a franchise that failed, essentially. And Well, but isn't it interesting to you? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm goddamn fucking Atlas Obscura or something, but like, isn't it interesting to you? Like that things just get abandoned. Yeah, I mean, it, it's well, pretty, it's not interesting, but it, it is interesting it and it is yeah. cool. Like, I hate to do it because it's like it's such a cliche. You go on YouTube, you'll find a million urban explorers, quote unquote, like rummaging around every single abandoned six flags or whatever but like it is cool and weird but usually the six flags like the ones in the south that's like that's like fully intact and just no one's gone in it in a long time it's because there was a natural disaster Mm -hmm. but like this flintstone shit i it's so weird to me to think that like they put all this however much money they did put into it and then they said all right well this this doesn't work let's just leave yeah, you know what I mean. Like, let's leave all this shit standing. Well, if one go, of them still had goats in it. Like, they had a goat pen, and there were so someone must have been coming back of every day to feed the goats. 
It really depends, I suppose. <clears throat> it depends who owns the land more than who owns the franchise. If the franchise goes bust, then you have no excuse, really, but to, uh, no, no other recourse but to just sort of leave it. You can't afford to tear it down yourself or anything, you know. Yeah, so. but can't you try to sell some of the parts? I mean, surely there's a market out there for a know. big concrete fucking Flintstone house. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, speaking of big concrete fucking shit attractions that should yeah. have been left by the side of the road, mm-hmm. I saw it chapter two. <laughs> oh, fucking out of the park with that transition, my friend. Fucking shy to that. Was, was. it bad? Yeah, I mean, the, I didn't think the first uh, first one was really bad. Well, yeah, and when I say the first one, I mean the 2017 one, right? You know what? I thought the that Tim was Curry one boring. is also really bad. There's never. Been oh yeah. A good well, movie. I mean the yeah. the miniseries. Like, all right, let's let's be clear. The one with Tim Curry in the 90s is the miniseries. Okay. The It Chapter One is 2017. It Chapter Two is the one that just came out, right? Got it. Yeah, the miniseries. I watched that again fairly recently, and it's not. You know, I mean, it's it's a miniseries. It's like an ABC miniseries from the 90s. It's it's kind of hard to expect too much more from it. Yeah, it has really shitty parts, and it has a a dreadful ending with that spider monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to be honest, the the recent like cool and gritty ones. are just as bad, but they mask it with more production value. But they're not even cool and gritty, if I recall. Aren't they like... Uh, they're goofy as fuck, but... Oh, I recall them being like whimsical and... Uh, I, what it looked to me like was someone was like, oh, Stranger Things Stranger is doing things. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, well, and no, they said it in the 80s for no goddamn reason. Well, it was so the, I guess, the uh, chapter two where the adults could be set in present day. Why? But, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. It's an adaptation of a novel, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, no, I mean, the reason it's bad is, yeah, aside from the, the the first one, obviously, was like, oh, Stranger Things is getting a lot of heat. Why don't we, what other 80s stories, you know, could we kind of do? And that's a good one. It's got 80s, it's got children facing some kind yeah, of exactly. unseen presence yeah. you know, or malevolent presence or whatever weird stuff going on and they're like a band of kids you know i mean and it Stranger is such things a- was ripped off from fucking it in the first yeah place. i guess that's and true like, right yeah <laughs> ripped off from et and all kinds of yeah. other 80s things i mean i fucking hate Stranger things as well well and the thing about terrible. it also is that it's such a uh the it's such a sprawling and boring and meandering story and yeah have you is- read the book uh no, I've read half the book when I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I think I up. only read about half. Yeah. It, it really isn't a very good book. I mean, it's it's dull. It, it, yeah, it's, it's very it's too long. Fucking, it's like over a thousand pages. Yeah, for a start to tell this kind of pretty simple story. Um, and I get it. You know, he's going really back into like you know into the characters' backstories and their motivations or whatever the fuck. But then it also has, I mean, apparently it was written during his cocaine days, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a little bit fucking out there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all heard about the child orgy. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. some crack.com and material. That's in, oh, yeah. yeah, that's in there. Not yeah, Sadly course. absent from all the movie adaptations. <laughs> I would love to see someone give that a go. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's, the, here's the thing also about Stephen King novels that's so weird. Because it pops out to me as one of these. Because I haven't read a Stephen King novel since I... Well, I read one when I was like 22, but I mostly read Stephen King novels when I was like kind of a kid, yeah, like an adolescent. It maybe. feels like that's about the right time to read. Yeah, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. That's what's like Teenagers. my biggest, yeah, 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 big Stephen King phase. Um, and so I just distinctly remember like 
that all of the parts that I most enjoy in Stephen King books are the really mundane parts that he puts in uh-huh. where nothing scary is happening. And that was really driven home when I was an adult because I was a little bit more critical of my own, like, what I'm enjoying, what I'm not enjoying about this book. And I read this book he did called Joyland, mm-hmm. which is, like, a mystery with ghosts and shit. But it takes place at a uh, – the premise is it's a teenager working a summer at an amusement park. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm enjoying – right I'm enjoying those <laughs> details. <laughs> no, I get you. I'm kind of like that with yeah. movies. I mean, I've – I think I've mentioned it before. I like mm-hmm. movies where really yeah. like, not much plot yeah. wise is happening. Yeah. I kind of enjoy that. And I, especially if I like the overall aesthetic yeah. of it or whatever, then that's actually perfect for me. There were two, there were two major scenes that I remember from Stephen King horror novels that stuck in my head that probably were like a paragraph long, but that for whatever reason, as a child, my brain was like, Oh, this is like, I'm riveted right now. And one of them was pet cemetery. There's a scene where Lewis Creed, the um the doctor yeah. protagonist he like is spends an afternoon like looking at his fucking files and he goes down to the restaurant on his lunch break and he buys a can of coke and a tuna fish sandwich <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck yeah dude that just made you hungry i was like that'd be yeah. cool to be an adult <laughs> yeah, I can just go and get a tuna fish sandwich whenever I want. Yeah, no, and truly. Yeah. And then the other one was in It when they tell a story about a kid going to the movie theater and like seeing a double feature of some, you know, the wolf yeah, man yeah. or the mummy or I something. Was a teenage werewolf, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And I he gets so. and he gets scared watching it, but like just all the stuff with the kids just dicking around and like I yeah. remember also you know what? Maybe it is a food thing, because I also remember the detail that they There's bought root yeah. they bought root beer barrels and it was like three for a penny. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. I mean look, I, I would <laughs> I would fucking take the piss out of you though but <laughs> the truth is I'm kind of similar to, like yeah. I some of my best memories uh have to do with just being being on my own watching something with like the perfect food to complement it oh yeah yeah like, I remember actually quite recently probably a few years ago when the trip to Italy was being mm-hmm. released episodically on British TV I'd watch them with like a Subway sandwich and it was <laughs> yeah. like the best. It was like summer. Yeah. I had a, you know, I had a job, but I was finished with the job. Yeah. I had money and yeah. it was just great. You know what it was That's for me? Best feeling. I would, um, I would, I didn't have cable. I would get off work from my warehouse job at like fucking 10 o'clock at night. Um, cause it was an evening shift job mm. and I'd come home and I'd cook myself a plate of hamburger helper and I'd open up the laptop and I'd buy the newest Breaking Bad episode off iTunes. <laughs> and I'd watch it while I ate my hamburger helper. And I was no, like, this isn't is that great? fucking riveting. Yeah, and it's it just really like... It really is the and, simplest And when I was... Thing, that was when I was working at the warehouse. Me, so I had some good money and I was like, yeah. this is like... This is just like... That's it. Every what, week. What more every need? week. Appointment viewing, baby. Hamburger yeah. helper and Breaking Bad every fucking Thursday or whatever it was. I mean, I used to be one of those people who said... That there's this thing... I don't know if they do it in America so much, but in England, every... all the, Especially more conservative people complain about prison. They're like, oh, well, you know... Um, they get taken care of in prison. They get three square meals a day. They have a bed to sleep in, blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> they complain about it. And, uh, you know, that as if it's a, 
it's too nice. It's too cushy. Yeah. You know, if you commit a crime, you should be punished all the time or whatever the fuck. And I used to be someone who'd say like, well, yeah, but like how much of a fucking loser do you have to be for that to be all you aspire to? Right. Like, having no freedom, but right. you know, being able to sleep and eat. Yeah. And now as I get Nowadays, a little bit older yeah. and now that I have more responsibilities, I'm just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I, I mean, it really is. I, I think it's a personality type and it's probably one thing that we have in common, but honestly. At our core, we're layabouts. I'm a, it's not even layabout. It's just like if you find something, like it's confusing. I mean, we yeah. could get we could get a little philosophical here. You Go know, ahead. it's like if you remove the more you remove from your life, then the easier it becomes, right? Sure. And that you logically can take that all the way back to being born. You know, so well, yeah. if I was never born, then it would be really easy. It's like yeah. yeah. So it, it's not. It doesn't really work if you have to be alive. But I am a big believer in just. Um, not adding things to your life that are going to make it worse, you know, that, or that are going to make it more stressful or, or more unbearable to live in. So I'm saying this now as a married person with a, with a child, and I, yeah, my mind hasn't changed at all. Like that's <laughs> anyone listening to this? It's like if you, if you feel like you are more or less destined, or, or just, not even destined, just happier. If you feel like you are happier when you're able to be by yourself and do stupid shit like that, like just sit down, let TV passively flow over mm-hmm. you while you eat the right food. I'm right there with you. It's really good. Like you don't need to. You, I don't think you necessarily need to improve on that. You know, though, I do. I say all this, but I am. I mean, not busy in the sense like, everyone fucking says they're busy and everyone's busy. We get it, but like, <laughs> I'm super busy. I'm not. I'm not like super busy, but generally speaking, every night I have something to do, especially on weekends. It's very rare that I stay in for a night, right? Right, and it's like on Saturday I did, and it reminded me that I'm like. Yeah, I'm I and it, this has been a since moving back to North Hollywood thing. When I was uh moving back to North Hollywood? Yeah, when I lived in Northridge, I was like fully just like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch. I watched so many movies. Like I was a fucking layabout in Northridge. You know what? You you were in a relationship too. Yeah. Living and I and I gained and I gained uh, you know, 60, 70 pounds yeah. just laying about, you yeah. know. Um, but when I got back to North Hollywood, my social life became a lot more active and my kind of, you know, aspirations became a lot more varied. And like, I just, I just have things now that I do. Yeah. And so having that Saturday night where I had nothing, I like intentionally was like, I'm going to do nothing tonight. It was, um, I found myself doing annoying shit, like running errands and going to the grocery store. Like I'm, I'm almost compelled to leave the house at Uh, all times. You need to ease back into it. Yeah, because uh, I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, like when it when it does come to, and like I love my wife to death, but it that is now the thing that I aspire to most mm-hmm. is like getting a few hours where I can, yeah, just do that. But just it's always, TV, yeah. yeah, but there's always like a little bit of a shadow over it because it's like I know it's not going to last. You know, well, I think you take things for granted when you have them. Well, do you that's, know what else? That's the main thing. Well, do you know what else this. there is? This is a weird one, but there's also something too actually having something to watch if you're in the middle of a series like for me it's break bad for you it's the trip to italy whatever you're watching like having a routine to like oh i'm gonna sit down and watch this 
I love that. I love having something to watch every yeah. night or whatever. Every time I sit down without a plan of what I'm going to watch, I end up scrolling and well, then staring yeah. at the I mean, ceiling the and staring at my phone. Choice anxiety. You, well, know? That's the, I mean, yeah, you can't really, even relax anymore. It really is a yeah. problem. It was a lot easier for me. I remember even when I was like 18 and I was like, I was living away from home and I just had a, like a little booklet of DVDs, right? Right. So probably no more than I don't know thirty or forty DVDs yeah. to choose from, but yeah, you would like I don't know it was a lot more um, rewarding to watch each one of those. Yeah, you'd even watch the extras. You watch the fucking commentaries on like stupid films. Like, I've watched the commentary on the Butterfly Effect oh, just because yeah. I didn't have anything else. But I kind in a weird way I almost prefer that to what I have now, which is I've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, and all these channels on there, yeah. HBO and. Hulu and all this kind of shit, and I can never. I, I spend as much time scrolling as I do actually watching stuff, because uh, yeah, too much choice. I got Choi- poisoned by a, choice. Routine is is really something that centers you. Our friend David Dickens is like a big advocate of routine and discipline. It is good. Th- those and, are my happiest times when I have some kind of routine. Yeah, and like so, like his thing is like force. what he really likes to do is he likes to because he likes to watch exactly one episode of a TV show every night. And he likes to find something that there's a shit ton of episodes of. Mm-hmm. And he really likes multicam sitcoms. So, like, his big thing is Cheers. I like, he spent, like, a fucking year fucking working his way through David Cheers. David Dickens always falls at the last hurdle. Dude. Like, he, he has a, <laughs> this is a guy who has it figured out. Like, yeah. I admire him. Yeah. I admire how much he has some things figured out. Yeah. And then you'll add in like, <laughs> he's like and he's watching cheers but he's watching absolute shit it's like <laughs> cheers isn't shit you know what i mean though. yeah i know what you mean but yeah he's, cheers he's to me it's is always something so strange any yeah. kind of multi-cam sitcom type mm-hmm. thing that's something that you can have on in the background but that i could i don't think i could sit and pay attention to one of them oh yeah not for not every now. night every night yeah. he's watching cheers he's watching always sunny like he's just like sitcoms whatever right, like, right right whatever the sitcom is he's watching it i liked uh God, I've thought about like I don't know. Should I watch every episode of The Simpsons? But like, there's, yeah. it's, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know. Nothing's no, gonna, nothing's gonna make I mean, that, me it's happy. also you can't, you can't exactly force it. I think that's the hard thing. Like yeah. routine is really hard to force. Yeah. If you if yeah. you end up in one and you realize it works best for you, then you do it naturally because you prefer it. To I'm just, else. I'm just always longing for the feeling of being a pig and shit again. That's yeah. what I felt like eating hamburger helper, watching fucking Breaking Bad every week. Is but you like know, I mean, like there's, shit. there's obviously a reason where there's a reason I didn't uh, settle for that because I could have, I could have very easily yeah, settled for a life of that. But <laughs> no, I think it's, um, you know, I think because kind of like you, when I when I did have that luxury, yeah. when I did have that option of just kind of staying in all the time and doing exactly what I wanted, I found myself out all the time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would always be trying to figure out someone to hang out with or i'd be getting fucking you like that's yeah. kind of over yeah j- because yeah evidently it's not quite enough you know yeah. but now that i'm married and i'm in the the household that i'm in now it's it's all like sometimes it's it, it sounds really miserable to say sometimes it's all i think about sometimes all i think about is getting through everything else to the point where I can watch just be TV. by myself. It's not even just watching TV. It's just like being by myself yeah. and knowing that I have, at least for a few hours, yeah. complete autonomy over what I do. Um, I mean, when's the last time, Sean, when's the last time you went online and you fucking just like went down a Wikipedia hole? For me, it's been ages. 
Oh no, I mean I do that. I still do that. Oh, often. dude, for me it's been ages, and I miss those days. That's something you need a laptop open for, which I never open my laptop anymore. It's all right. on the phone. Yeah, I yeah. Fucking miss the days Tabbed of being browsing. like, wait, what the fuck is this thing? And then reading for four hours about. I still do that. That's because yeah. I keep weird hours. Like, yeah. so my time, the time that I figured out is, um, you know, anywhere between like two a.m. and six a.m. or something like that. That's yeah. when I'll kind of. That's when I get that time. Um, but I mean, the the other bad thing about me is that I really hate if I do get into something where I'm like, right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to eat this, or whatever the fuck. Being interrupted is it drives criminal. me crazy. Yeah, it's criminal. It, it should drives be punished me by crazy. That. Yeah, and like, yeah. I, I keep it down just about enough. But like, you know, my wife can tell that I'm like really mm-hmm. bothered by having yeah. been disturbed, and it makes me feel like a cycle. Yeah, it makes me feel like a really unusual yeah. person. Where it's like, you know, <laughs> most people can. It's different personality types because Rachel right. can be watching some, a new thing that she really wants to see, uh-huh. and like halfway through, will just get up and leave the room for a bit. Oh, dude. And not pause it. Dude, and- Risa will just like, oh, I've been wanting to watch this movie. And she will just talk during it. That and too, not yeah. even like that about too. the movie. No, 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 no. About something completely <laughs> different. Well, you know, we'll be sitting there and like, again, watching something that she wants to watch and she'll be on her phone and then yeah. she'll start talking about something that's on her phone. And I'm like, again, I try and keep it down like because I know that this is essentially my problem. It's yeah. not like someone has done something bad to me or it's not something it's not that someone's done something bad at all it's totally my problem so i keep it down and i'm i've told her about it as well i'm like i'm aware of it um <laughs> but i it's really really hard not to find that incredibly frustrating especially in my case I, i'm a big um i'm a big fan of like showing people stuff that i like or that i care about yeah or, like trying to introduce people to something anymore. When you do that with someone who, for whatever reason, their personality is the type where they can't sit down and just watch anything or yeah. or listen to anything, then it's really, not only is it slightly frustrating for you because you want to watch it, but also it's, 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 it's almost hurtful. like an insult. It's hurtful. It. Yeah, it's it almost is. like a bit of an insult. And, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's a. They that's, talk over the best line. Oh, d- that drives me I know. absolutely. And then you got and then you rewind it, especially and then it's never when it's good. comedy. Yeah, or when there are like yeah. moments that you know they'll really like, and you, you're kind of waiting for them. Yeah, like because that's what you happens to me. To I'm like, yourself. right in 20 seconds, there's a bit that yeah. I really wanted to see because she's really gonna like it. Yeah, and I'm like almost watching her out the corner of my eye. 19, 18, 17, yeah, 15, 10, 9, 8, and then right around that three second mark. Oh, blah 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, you fucking missed it. <laughs> you fucking missed it. And then I like I sometimes rewind. Oh god. And she's like, you don't have to rewind. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I do. You miss <laughs> you miss something. I, and then yeah. it's not as good the second time. Right? No, it's not because you know that they sort of I half am, heard it or whatever. And I am exactly the same it, way. Again, and it's just about. I don't it. know how I got to be so unreasonable. I mean, it, it's because it's like I think it's a guy thing too. It maybe it, it is. Might be a little bit of a guy it's thing. Nothing a to be bit, proud of like it is and like because the thing is if someone wants to show me something i'm like oh fuck this is gonna suck yeah no look and that's exactly the same i don't want to see anything that anyone else wants to show me or if they recommend me a film or something to watch or something to listen to and i don't absolutely i mean the thing is i'm again maybe a bit like you i'm just i'm a little bit set in my ways oh yeah i do like (laughs) i do like being introduced to new stuff yeah but i'm also so set in my ways that usually if i am if someone's recommending something to me yeah and i've heard of it like i've already kind of made my mind 
up about it based on、mm. a lot of other、yeah. things. You know, like who's in it, who made it,、mm. what it's based on, whatever, what kind of story it is. Like for me, I feel like I've gotten fairly good at,、um, yeah, fairly good at knowing what I won't like. Yeah, instinctively.、Mm-hmm. So when someone's trying to show it to me, yeah,、uh, yeah, no, I, it is a very unreasonable thing. Yeah,、sure. it is. It is. It is. You know, speaking of, I don't though, think either of us are easy people to be with.、So. <laughs> oh God, Rachel、no. keeps telling me I am, and I'm like, maybe in some, like, in some very human ways, maybe, <sighs> like, maybe I'm not quite as like, you know, jealous or possessive, or I, I don't lose my shit over. Some things, or I'm able to keep calm during really hard times. Yeah, maybe in those ways I'm easy, but it's like, yeah, fucking, you just try interrupting me while I'm eating and watching something that I really. Yeah. Want <laughs> <laughs> you just see the blood rise. No, I'm exactly the、know? same way. I'm probably easy in the ways that many boyfriends are hard, but then I'm un. Unfucking reasonable in ways that、yeah. any sane person would never even no, think about that's, that's being re- unreasonable. Like I'm just like, oh my god, how fucking dare you? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's very similar、yeah. to me. Very similar to me. Even though I know, like, the logical part of my brain is always saying, like, that, like, calm down. Y- yeah, yeah, you have no reason to be、yeah. upset over this, or、mm. or to get, you know,、uh, I, I don't get upset. I get, I, I just get like a little huffy. That's my thing.、Yeah. Is like, I'm just like,、oh, well, fine, fucking yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say it like that, and so it's like I'm agreeing to. I'm not like refusing. I'm not saying fuck you. I'm not doing or whatever.、Yeah. I'll just be like, fine, all right, yeah. <laughs> and that's almost worse. I think that really bothers some like people. Like shaking your hate, your head yeah, like an angry like, horse.、Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I I get that. I get that from him in there. I get、oh, that from、yeah. my dad in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly the same.、Just、and I used to, to be find left it, alone. <laughs> well, no, I used to find it frustrating as a kid.、Yeah. Uh, I used to find it frustrating and hope, you know, that I would never. I, the older you get, you 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 turn into them. You turn into them. I swear to God, I've I catch myself so often sounding exactly like that, and、um, it's it's really distressing because <laughs> I have no real way out of it. I mean, people say, that, "Oh, well, you just go to therapy or whatever." It's like. I, You know, like, because I would be like, like that. "Fine, I'll fucking go to therapy." <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the thing about all of that is, you know, do do ayahuasca. You know, you'll figure. Yeah, it out. do、so、that. I, <laughs> That's a good idea. I've done enough hallucinogens. I know what people are saying. You know,、yeah. I, I know what they're claiming to get from it, and I understand why they're claiming that.、Uh, it doesn't work long term. Long term.、Yeah. I mean, we could get into a whole discussion about how hallucinogens are for cunts, but. Yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not、that. go down the Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> the anti Joe Rogan, really. So,、right. um, uh, anyway, I, I, I saw it chapter two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, yeah, and it was、uh, it was it was a shiner. It was a fucking shiner. There was one bit you haven't seen it yet, right? No,、nah, I don't even know if I will.、Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't rush. I'm getting older、it. and fatter. I don't even go to the fucking movies anymore. I. <laughs> Too fat to go to the movies. <laughs> I'm too fat to go to the fucking movies. <laughs> Sitting down. What's、yeah. the last movie I saw? It, it wasn't too long ago, but it was something that、I'm、I was ready or not. It was ready or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah it fucking no, sucked. That. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Apparently,、uh, well, according to you, anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, other people、else. seem to like it. It's got like an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh, all that. But, but I'm, I'm like, trying to talk about it, chapter two. Sorry, go、here. ahead, go ahead.、Uh, so if you're not going to see it anytime soon, basically, the. the 
There are, I mean, I have a lot of problems with it, and I'm not going to get bogged down on all of that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think would annoy both you and me, just in terms of, well, it did annoy me, and I think yeah. it would annoy you too, is one of them has become Richie, the, the kind of wisecracking one, has yeah. become a stand up comedian. Oh, right? No. He's become a stand-up comedian. And I'm already upset. <laughs> and, you know, he gets the phone call as an adult that it's back and they have to come back to Derry and he's, like, all freaked out. And he literally, like, this weirdly graphic vomiting scene where he, like, vomits almost onto the camera, which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> I know you do. I know as you someone wouldn't. with a bit of a phobia of vomiting, I was like, why, why make weird. that choice? You could have just shown him vomiting into a toilet or whatever. But no, instead of this like, camera panning up, you know, in this alleyway, no. and he comes out to the fire escape and just sort of, like, vomits almost right onto it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Uh, but then he, so he's all shaken up, but he has to he has to go in and record the stand-up special or perform stand-up, and he seems to be a kind of successful comedian yeah gets up on stage uh and tries to say a joke and kind of forgets the punchline and he goes he's obviously distracted and he goes sorry i um i i forgot the joke and someone in this adoring audience of his fans shouts you suck <laughs> as if it was a comedy club it's like a theater show yeah no as if it was a comedy club yeah, yeah. it's like no d- you know anyone who's a big successful comedian yeah. they come out like even if they fuck up, everyone's on their side. Everyone's oh, yeah. paid. That's what I'm saying. It's like money. he's playing a theater. He's playing a theater show. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah uh, pretty big. That's and, uh, so funny. And I, I love like, that. Again, it just goes to show that people who write these fucking movies don't know yeah. anything. <laughs> they don't leave the house. They don't leave the studios. I they love just, that. Uh, Can you imagine like you go see Dane Cook in his height? And Dane Cook goes up and is like, "Sorry guys, I uh, I forgot the I forgot the punchline." Someone's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, <laughs> everyone turns on him. There's yeah. no way. Well, no, it's because they think you know the uh, the stereotypical comedy club thing where like someone might get heckled for sucking is that's just what comedy is. It's like, well, no, not if also <laughs> not if they're also. On the let's just talk about the depiction of heckling as someone going, "You suck." You suck. Yeah, again. But it's uh, it's another problem I have in general with um, bullies in films, Mm. especially like school bullies in films. They're always saying things which I've seen bullies and I've I've, like experienced a bit of it myself and like probably done a bit of it myself in different ways. But like, yeah, they they're not going around going like. Hey, loser! Yeah, are they? Or maybe that's an American thing. No, I mean. We had like a few. I had like a few people who tried to bully me in like a very comedic way. But honestly, the most effective bullies are comedians. They grow up to be comedians. Yeah, yeah. They don't realize they're there's bullies this, yeah, when they are bullies. This, this idea that it's all jocks and stuff, where actually like the 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 worst people, the people who who I think would be most damaging, tend to be people who grow up to be kind of ass. Uh, like, well, because bullies like usually people who bully yeah. are funny. That's how they're effective at bullying is they mock uh, you yeah. mercilessly. Yeah, yeah, like jocks are too dumb, really, but not in a way of not. Well, mostly in my experience, jocks will be like oh, you're gay or whatever. Like, if they're going to say something rude about you, and yeah. then they'll just move on to having sex with a girl or doing a Whatever Something. else these fine fellows do. Yeah, like yeah. doing they got other things going on. But like the angry nerdy kid in the side of the classroom, that's the guy who 
is gonna say all the snide mean shit right. about like especially to girls like it's like oh fuck yeah. this fucking which slut. is yeah that, that's kind of uh they did it pretty well in that movie world's greatest dad with uh, robin williams kid yeah that Being kid a complete, is a bully like, no yeah. one fucking likes him but he's yeah. an absolute asshole to everyone yeah else. but anyway uh going back to bullies and unrealistic dialogue in movies yeah it chapter two has plenty of that as well i mean in the first one it did too the bully having no at least in the miniseries in the book i think he has some kind of motive for each of it like the reason that he bullies each of them is there is a motive even if it's a shitty one like yeah one of them got him in trouble in school so now he's pissed right. off and he's trying to get him in the movie in the 2017 movie it literally was just like <laughs> him standing around going like oh hey you're new in town loser you look like a fag to me or whatever the fuck and there's like no Was he like beating up the black kid in it too uh, in the first movie in the in the, the book and in the miniseries he does and it's like racial too yeah yeah you know and like you know certain words get thrown around in in the uh in the 2017 movie they didn't really want to risk that yeah so they just kind of went with like oh yeah you look like a loser too i mean just shitty and he also like which i don't think happens in the book and it doesn't happen in the miniseries is like there's a there's a bit where he threatens to cut the fat kid the new kid oh yeah He, he like gets a knife out and he's like oddly threatening him but he never actually does it in the fucking 2017 movie like this kid just comes to town he's just a new kid this bully sees that he's a new kid and decides to carve an h into his fucking belly jesus like grievous bodily harm yeah straight away maims just for him being, literally maims him yeah just for being a new kid yeah it <laughs> didn't quite make sense and then but you know what it chapter two this is kind of notorious like people are chatting about this you know what it chapter two starts with the scene they lead with um, let me guess real quick. You won't guess. <laughs> Trust me, you won't guess. <laughs> Is it Beverly being raped by her no. dad? Because I think they hinted at that in the first one. They definitely made it a lot more rapey in the movie than it was in the miniseries of the book. I mean, okay, but, so... I mean, it was meant to be there, but it was more like he's like almost looking at her like her mom yeah. you know because her mom left or died i think you seem to remember the book and miniseries much better than i do i saw the miniseries fairly recently and yeah. i remember and that triggered memories of the book okay. so yeah uh it wasn't as rapey in the because also okay. she like kind of there's a lot i'm in guessing the, that the movie a lot starts in the book. with something well there's there's a lot in the book with beverly talking about how she actually like even though it was hard growing up with her dad she actually really liked him oh okay. and that's that explains why she ends up with like an uh, abusive husband Oh, I see. That's not really explained because in in the in the fucking book in the sorry in the 2017 movie, I think she ends up like nearly killing her dad. Like that's doesn't how they she, leave it, and she never turns she back. Or am I wrong? No, I think that's a hallucination. I, I don't. I haven't seen the first it movie, the yeah. 2017 movie since it came out. But um, okay, so you okay? Guess what? The, I'm, guess I'm, what? Chapter two starts. With. I'm guessing it's something controversial. Yeah. Well, okay. yes. They. I have a feeling they don't think it was. Okay. I think they thought it was woke. Oh, even more interesting. It really wasn't. It, it, Pennywise puts on blackface. <laughs> Instead of... <laughs> that would be good, but no. <laughs> no, what is it? Tell me. Um, it's a, It is in the book, but it's not like a major... It, it's odd that they chose to lead with it. It is in the book, and it's based on a true hate crime. Um, there's basically this carnival... Modern day, and there's this gay couple who are just like mm-hmm. the nicest gay couple ever. 
Yeah. They're super nice. <laughs> like one of them, they're at, they're playing a fun fight game and he wins and sees that the little girl next to him is sad. So he gives her the stuffed toy yeah. and like, they're just super, super happy. Yeah, yeah. And then there are just, like, again, bullies. Yeah. There's these guys who are like, hey, like we don't, we don't want any fags around here or whatever. Oh, yeah. All that shit. And they beat them to fucking death. Like or, or to Shepard. near death. Like a really, really brutal yeah. fucking beating on these two gay guys. <laughs> And uh, they it, throw one of them. Two. <laughs> well, basically, and like, because then they so they take one of them and they throw him over the side of a fucking Jesus. overpass into the river. Uh huh. So he's beaten nearly to death, and they throw him into the river. And the other gate, they're like, "Come on, let's go!" And they just sort of walk off, going like, <laughs> "Fags," yeah. or whatever. And then the other guy, his boyfriend, is like, "No!" Yeah. Like, he's he's also beaten. He's like climbing over, trying to trying to like see him in the river. The, the the gay the the gay guy floats down the river and Pennywise is standing on the bank, and Pennywise helps him out of the river and then just like fucking bites into him and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that and rules. It's like, it's like what's the you know, what, <laughs> what are you trying to tell us here? Because like the bullies, as far as I can tell, they were not doing it. Um, under the so, spell of Pennywise or whatever. They were just these gay bullies. So a gay guy gets nearly beaten to death and then as like a finisher move, this fucking Pennywise evil clown and gets kills him. him. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. It really didn't make sense because also I was under First, the impression that Pennywise mostly killed children. I mean, that's like funny. Let's count guy. all the ways that's funny. One, it the opening violence of the movie has almost nothing to do with Pennywise. Right. And Two, it never gets brought up again. That's oh that's God. the most that's the most impressive thing about it. I would understand if they were trying to tie it into like, oh, Pennywise has a curse over the entire town. Yeah. It's making because I think that's what it was meant to be in the book. I think yeah. in the book it was supposed to be that there's a whole there's a disease in that entire town that's yeah. caused by Pennywise's influence. Does not get mentioned in the movie. Doesn't get mentioned again. I yeah. don't think. Um, unless I'm completely misremembering, I don't think. Those two, gay guys ever get mentioned so again. Two, in an otherwise kind of fun, campy horror movie, <laughs> you open with a hate crime. And like And it's a really brutal hate crime, too. It's not Yeah. Like even to I'm pretty desensitized, but even I was just like, ugh. You know, like why am I watching yeah. Not in a good way. Not in a way yeah. where it's like, oh, this is fucking challenging. Yeah. Like, this is because it's out of context. It's like the start of the movie. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh, why? Like, why, why uh, include this? It was, it was weirdly leering and kind of yeah. Well, you know I what's so like interesting too is I'm trying to think about well because the first it though also starts with it starts with a little kid getting his arm bitten off. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and it, and that's because that's wait like, the kid dies it, though. The kid dies. Yeah, but he gets but his arm like, bitten off is what you see. Right, but like I guess what I'm trying to think is like. The first one also shows that, like, this, you know, this it fella is a bad dude. He bites kids. But, like, so, I mean, I guess he doesn't care much for the... I don't... It's just so weird. It, it really is. When you say... And there's a reason. It's not just me being over-sensitive yeah. or anything. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have mentioned it and been like, why? Like, that's a little so weird. Funny. I think they were going for, you know, like, first of all... The, the, the makers of it, I think, are very aware of the climate they're in. Yeah. And I think they thought that that would be seen as like a brave 
thing. Oh, like showing a hate crime against a gay couple and like yeah. how important that is and but like how horrible it. it is. But it's like, first of all, it works. Like the, it, the novel was written in the 80s, rural yeah. Maine, and it was based on an incident in rural Maine in the 80s. It's like now we're in 2016. It's like, well, 2016 is when the film's set. And it's like, you know, does it really, it, it doesn't even seem particularly... I actually do now that you mention it. I do recall this portion of the novel. It is because it's like this weird long scene where they're like talk like the they're talking to the cop about it, like the local cop, right? Because yeah. I remember this one specific line where he was like, "About the bum punchers, I'm neutral," right? And I'm like, "But all of that callous. stuff, but yeah, <laughs> but all of that stuff, you know." I mean, as much as some people may like to say, oh, well, it's still as bad as it ever was. It's like, it's really not, though. Like, that kind of hate crime would be national news now. You know? Like, it really would. Right. That sure. a murder, literally a murder of a gay couple just for being gay. That would just be national Just for walking news. an affair, yeah. Yeah, you know? And uh, it just did. So it, but it never gets mentioned again. Yeah. So it just happens. And that, But it's also like having Pennywise, your antagonist, kill one of the gay guys... It it just seemed like why I really didn't get the, the well and honestly of it. like it, I know this sounds weird but like you're su- it kind of operates on you more or less liking Pennywise you like the iconography of Pennywise well, not rooting for Pennywise really... but like you like the iconography of Pennywise the most exciting parts of the movie are when Pennywise shows yeah. up but th- there's a lot of I mean that that's a problem I think with horror fandom in general right now is that a lot of horror fans and there's like a sort of nerdy crossover yeah. type thing so you can have Pennywise like killing children is fine no one particularly yeah. cares about that uh, killing adults is fine I think the reason that they're a bit up in arms about this is because he killed a gay guy who had already been savagely hate-crimed, right? Yeah. Which, even to me, that seems like... like, Yeah. It seems a bit unnecessarily cruel. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But Pennywise killing a cat on screen, that would not be tolerated. No. But, I I mean, here's the the other weird thing, though. Um, Human deaths... I, I'm I'm susceptible to like if, some, if there's a something gruesome in a horror movie I'll react like I have empathy when I watch movies like I'm not I'm not like totally fucking whatever but every once in a while like there are these movies that have individually effective scenes and the whole movie sucks and that's very common with horror movies like the sequences the gags if you will are great or but then every once in a while there will be things where I'm like. This movie doesn't know what tone it is. So there will be like one scene that is truly brutal and then one scene that's like a comical death. But but then or like it'll be a comical death on someone who's way too empathetic of a character. Uh Like there's there's in chapter two. Really? It's all over the place. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's about, I would say, probably 65 percent banter and memes. Yeah. And then they're trying to go for like real horrific shit. It's like. It tonally is completely all over the place because it feels more like they wanted um, to make something like Ash versus Evil Dead mm-hmm. at some points. There's this weird bit where the and everyone's talking about how legendary it is and it's like you know meme status or whatever the fuck. Where um, <laughs> everyone says it's epic lols. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I, I've already seen people being like, "Oh, wasn't that the highlight?" Yeah, and it's like no, that was the absolute nadir. Of the movie. <laughs> like, there's this bit where uh, the hypochondriac kid. Eddie, yeah. as an adult, he kind of—I guess—he kind of confronts his fear with a leper, 
You know, like uh-huh. they, for some reason they introduced a leper in the first one. That's his biggest fear because he's a hypochondriac and oh, the leper's all gross. Okay, yeah. Um, I seem. I think I recall that. Yeah, yeah. but as an adult, he encounters him again, and he kind of he's like throttling him against the wall. He's like taking control of it, and he throttles the leper, and then the this leper. Poor leper. <laughs> yeah, the leper wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he throttles him against the wall, and then the leper the leper suddenly vomits all this black goo onto his face. Uh-huh. As uh, what's her face, Juicy Newton's uh, Angel of the Morning plays. I don't know the song. You know the one that goes, "Just call me Angel of the Morning." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and that music and everyone just thought it comes. was hilarious. Well, no, because like the leper's vomiting on his face, and then you get the chorus of that song just playing yeah. for no reason. <laughs> And it's, again, it's like every single thing. It's like meme bait. Yeah. That kind of shit. Meanwhile, you know, 40 minutes ago. That's something that should have been in Deadpool, not in yeah. fucking like It, you know? <laughs> and everyone was like, epic, old song. It's got everything. It's yeah, got everything yeah. these fucking cunts want. It's got like mild, gross-out gore. Yeah. Uh, somewhat comedy, and then like vintage eighties song, and everyone's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Meanwhile, forty minutes ago, we just watched 70s, a, we yeah. just watched a reenactment of Matthew Shepard <laughs> happen to open the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're I beating mean, this shit out of no, us. Think about it. Like, this is all. In, this is all in the same movie. <laughs> so yeah, they had no fucking. I mean, again, it's not a movie where I can be like the director or the writer is at fault here. It's like, come on, like these movies are made by a million people. You can tell. Yeah. But like, I mean, it was fucking bad. I like that they doubled down on how shitty the female character was in the first one. They have one, one only one of the main characters is a is a girl, Jessica Chastain, right? Jessica Chastain. I mean, was Amy Adams not available for fuck's sake? I mean, yeah. the the girl in the who played the young version of her in the first one looks so much like Amy Adams. She looks like Molly Ringwald. A little bit. Yeah. Molly Greenwood, I think, is a little bit. Not nowadays, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but Amy Adams was would have been the perfect casting, but I guess she wasn't available, so they got Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to this conversation sure. we were having about ginger actresses in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and, but the, the thing, uh, they must have read the criticism of the first one where people were like, yeah, completely not nothing to do with the source material. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she becomes a damsel in distress who has to be saved by a kiss. Do you remember that shit? No. In the fucking first movie, she, I get, barely she gets this kidnapped movie. <laughs> by Pennywise. This doesn't happen in the book or the miniseries or anything else. She gets kidnapped by Pennywise, <laughs> put into a trance through his deadlines yeah. or whatever. And the only way she is saved is by the fat kid giving her a kiss, <laughs> like Prince Charming. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she literally becomes a damsel hey, in distress. Hey, don't fuck with that. Which, That's look, that dude, representation. Can, we need that, man. You can we say, what you want, <laughs> say what you want about the weird sex orgy in the in the book, but at least she always kind of had a... Yeah. You know, she always had kind of control a of backbone, her own. yeah. Yeah, uh, not so much. And then, so I would imagine they read the criticism of that. But then, for some reason, in chapter two of the adult version of her, they seem to have doubled down. Yeah. Uh, they seem to have doubled down on making her a complete nothing who just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, goes for like any guy that shows her the most attention or in this case the fat kid became hot and ripped and wealthy oh nice yeah and uh, I believe in the book when they're describing the child sex orgy he also has the biggest dong as well (laughs) but um 
Lord. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's a it's a fucking shit show as far as that's why it makes me laugh. Where everyone's like, all, all these people who I know would usually be so pissy over something like that. Yeah, they're all like, yes. If you don't like it, chapter two, you just don't understand storytelling, or you you're, <laughs> you you I've pe- never heard anyone come for it. I that can strong. I can name three names. <laughs> all right, off don't the top of my head, I'm not gonna do it on the podcast, here, but, but yeah. I'll tell you later. Where they're literally making it seem like if you didn't like it, that you're somehow deficient. That's funny as shit. So there's that, and then in the in yeah, her first scene, by the way, yeah. uh, not 10 minutes after this horrific gay bashing scene at the beginning, they have a scene where she's um, whipped with a belt and nearly raped by her husband. Jesus. And then she just leaves. She's like, no, I'm yeah. sick of this, and just <laughs> leaves. And uh, then you know they all end up back in Derry, and she's just there basically to uh, be really scared right? and uh, be really kind of weak, and then like kind of cooing over the uh the the fat kid who is now ripped and uh, has a huge stone huh and she literally ends up with him I, i'm guessing that you know that <laughs> they, they end up together by the <laughs> i mean it's fucking terrible and not only that they give the the fucking speaking of representation if we will like the fucking black kid in the book and in the miniseries, he's the historian, right? He's right. the guy who's really into the his, the sort of dark history of Derry and like yeah. he's the bookworm. Yeah. Now in the first movie, for some reason, they give that to the fat kid. Huh. They give that to the fat white kid. And therefore the black guy, the black kid in the first movie had nothing really to him. He was a very, very token character. Uh, then I guess they realized their mistake. So in the second one, now the black guy is this historian who stayed in Derry and was really into it. And like, it and the the fat kid is just like an architect. It, it, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> the fat kid was John Ritter in the first movie, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. he became John Ritter. Yeah. as he got older. Um, Richie which is Tozer again far more Seth realistic. Green. Yeah, it's far more re- the fat kid in the fir- in the miniseries. You could see turning into John Ritter. who's like I've yeah. lost weight. Like I've taken care of myself. Yeah, but I'm still. Who does he turn into in this? A one? fat kid. It's like Chris Hemsworth. Like, literally, like someone who looks like Chris. <laughs> I, I don't know who it is, but he is like a, an absolute hunk. Yeah, and it really. <laughs> and you're like, ah, you know, that's not. Um, dude, there's so much about that movie. It's hard to say. If you haven't seen it, it's really hard to talk about it. If anyone has seen it, like, did you like that fucking shit? Like, it was terrible. It was fucking long as well. It was nearly three hours. No, nearly, it wasn't. I'm really? not even joking. It was probably two hours, at least two hours 40. Christ. That's oh, too yeah. long. That's too long. Oh, yeah. And it's repetitive as fuck. Well, look. It's basically the same movie as the first one. Yeah. Because, you know... I assume there's a million flashbacks forgot- in part two as well. well there, yeah. there, there were a lot of flashbacks, but also they've forgotten everything about their experiences uh, as children. So, oh, no. I mean, that's in the book. It's like the further you get away from it, the it you know, kind of pulls a veil over your eyes or whatever. But, um, yeah, they're... So, they, you know, they're basically repeating the same exact... It, 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 you know, they, they, all, they get back to the town, they split off, and they each have another encounter with it. It's a different encounter this time. Or sometimes they remember another encounter they had with it when they were a child. And um, Has anyone ever talked about the idea that the whole concept of it is just like a very flimsy and see-through device to just have a movie where a bunch of things yeah, happen? Yeah, like every <laughs> horror scenario could happen yeah. because it is amorphous in some way. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. You know, I have no problem with that. But the one of the problems I do have, which kind of permeates everything... 
Maybe less so the book. I think the book had a better handle on what it was. Like, the idea is that it wants to drive people crazy before it consumes them because the fear makes them taste better or whatever the fuck. Okay. That's not really very apparent in the movie. So quite often what you have is you have Pennywise turning up, but he never he seems incapable of actually harming these kids. He has no problem biting a little girl's head off or eating a gay guy. Yeah, his or like, like physicality is very amorphous. But like. all these, yeah, all the all these this losers club or whatever in the first film and in this one, he, the most he can do is do something kind of theatrical to scare them and yeah. then jump out of them, shaking his head and going, Rah! yeah, and then he disappears. And it, it seems like he's very very limited in what he can actually do. To to main characters, them. whereas yeah. side characters he fully chomps like physically yeah, with, with no with no effort. You know, it's weird, isn't that weird? I, that always bothered me about it. Is like he's sometimes like a physical, like an alligator, basically, yeah. and then sometimes he's like a ghost. And it, and it is consistent with the idea of scary, like making them scared because they taste better, and then eating them or whatever the fuck. Oh, so That's maybe fine. this guy was scared because he just got hate crimed. Yeah, but he didn't do. I mean, but then what about Georgie? Yeah, Georgie wasn't especially scared. Not at all. Think, he only know. just saw this clown ten seconds ago, and he seemed kind of into it. Well, that's the other thing yeah. is the, the 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 thing the the miniseries did do better, I think. And I'm not sure if what's more faithful to the book, really, but. The miniseries, Tim Curry did seem like the kind of clown who a kid might be like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, he he's, he's kind of approachable. And like, I mean, it's weird that he's in a fucking sewer and the he's saying some weird shit. Dude. But then the fucking, the Bill Skarsgård version where he, <laughs> like the fucking buck teeth and the eyes in like two completely different directions. Drooling and constantly. Forehead, and he's like, hello. It's like, no, kids would be terrified of that shit. He like, talks like the crack fox from the Mighty Boosh. He literally does. Yeah, he really like, does. It, yeah. Like, I, I was blown away. He's basically doing it. He's like, oh, that's just a funny story from, from you. Know, like, yeah. the fucking, that's just a little bit yeah, time no, video. He's got this little sing song. And, and then every once in a while he goes, I'm going to hurt you real bad. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, like, right. it's the fucking crack fox. It's kind of like the crack yeah. fox. You're right. It's and so it, funny. Yeah. And it doesn't work. For, for me, it doesn't work. It, look, it may or may, I, I seem to remember the book making Pennywise seem like a terrifying kind of clown rather than like a middle-aged guy dressing clown makeup <laughs> so it may be more accurate or whatever but it definitely didn't strike the tone right where i'm like oh i can understand kids being kind of lured in by this thing yeah because he's instantly fucking horrifying yeah and but, but i mean when i say horrifying i mean horrifying if you were a kid and you actually saw him in a sewer yeah rather than horrifying on screen on screen he looks fucking funny <laughs> like, <to> me, <laughs> i mean most of the time he looks really funny he's that, bald <laughs> well yeah he's bald in, there's a bit in the um, it chapter two. Th- this reference won't make sense for everyone, but um, there's a bit where you see him putting his makeup on. Like, he, I, I guess, kind of takes the role of like a, a guy, a guy putting clown makeup on. I mean, it, it's a convoluted bit, but he looks exactly like Jason Britt. Oh wow! He looks. I exactly... thought you were going to go a different direction. No, no. I thought it was going to be even more obscure than Jason Brand. I thought you were going to say he does the Ralph Garman from Hollywood Babble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more or less as well. Yeah, but no, he looks exactly like Jason. If you've seen the movie uh, and you've seen Jason Brand. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a scene where she goes back. To, it's way better in the miniseries and probably way better in the book. If I don't remember it in the book, but um, where Jessica Chastain goes back to her dad's house and there's some old lady there living there now. And um, then you know, at the end of that, I mean, the terrible scare. Th- that whole bit 
the bit where she everyone's gonna think it's fucking awesome because the, you know it has You're so pissed off at this I am movie. pissed off because it has <laughs> it has some of the most boring scary like boring creepy yeah. moments in it you know where like I, the the old lady's talking to her and she's smiling and like just yeah. smiles for too long yeah. it's like fucking insidious or the conjuring or like any I of love those insidious shit and the conjuring but all, go on. No, they're all fucking garbage okay. but, uh, um, and then, that, but then, like, it's like a Tim and Eric fucking skit that whole bit because yeah. that the, the, she's then looking around and the woman's off to bake some pies or whatever, and you keep seeing her in the background. This is a bit where she's like dancing naked, oh, yeah. like past the door. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, did they? You know what's funny I though? Literally, at that point, I was like, are they intending this to be funny? There's no way that everyone watched that and went oh yeah that's perfectly scary do you know what's funny though <laughs> it's fucking stupid when i watched the i was like i was sitting there with risa and i was like oh it two trailer is coming out she goes oh let's watch it and i'm like all right and we put it on and the first it two trailer i guess you can call it a teaser but it was longer than most teasers is the first it two trailer was almost the entire beginning of that scene with jessica chastain and the naked grandma so like the funniest thing about it was it starts off with Jessica Chastain knocking on the door or whatever. And Risa is like a big advocate of that book for some reason. Really likes that book. And um, she was like, oh, this is like the scariest scene in the book. And I'm bracing myself. And then like I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And you can kind of see Reese's face dropping a little bit too. And she's like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it, it's uh, scarier in the text. <laughs> hang on one sec. Yeah, go ahead. I have to run inside and piss real quick. Uh, we just got we got, took a small break. We talked to Sean's mom for a little bit. Lovely lady, lovely, I absolutely so lovely. I, I mean, listen, you're biased, but I can also <laughs> say I can also add in lovely. They gave me a hug. Yeah, crossed the room just to give me a hug. What warmth! You don't get that in the <laughs> Anglosphere. You don't get the, <laughs> the Anglosphere. Yeah, the oh, Brits the are not a warm people, <laughs> generally speaking. In my, no, you're kind of. Right. You know what though? The women are. The men are not. The men tend to get rather uh, not cold, not rude, but just kind of like, oh well, I'll just. Uh, well, we're worried about upsetting people, I think. And yeah, and they're just looking at what's directly in front of them at all times. That's what I British men have. I think this is a, yeah. a thing that is pervasive. No matter, I've lived in America. I've lived in LA for virtually my entire adult life so far. Mm-hmm. But there are still some things I think that I will never fit in with. Yeah, you know, I think I was very surprised when I first came out here and realized that everyone hugs, no matter even if they yeah. haven't met you. Yeah, you get hugged almost straight away, and yeah. you get. Oh man, I have to talk about something. Okay, oh, talk fuck. about it, buddy. <laughs> Lay it on. I me. wish actually, I almost want to. Maybe we should bring this to Nicole because Nicole was with me. Okay. Oh, fuck, this was a good one. This is a good one. Well, Nicole and I ended up at Idle Hour on um, a bar on Saturday night. Yeah, uh-huh. Saturday night. And uh, we got accosted by a child star and a guy trying to sell a TV show. Wait, who was the child really, star? I don't know. Wait, I know was, what they, he were, was they were currently a child? No, they are, oh, now, okay. they are now old and bragging about how rich they are because they were a child star. 
Wait, this wasn't Johnny Galecki again, was no, it? No, it wasn't Johnny Galecki. Because <laughs> I'm sick of seeing yeah, him. Yeah, I'm sick of the sight of fucking Johnny Galecki. But... I, dude, I see Johnny Galecki so often, I'm bored of him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I've bumped into him probably four or five times yeah. since I've been in LA. <laughs> That's like nearly once a year. Fuck off, Galecki. <laughs> Just go away. No one cares. Uh, no, no, this, this guy was claiming that he was in Peter Pan, the 2005 version. I think it might have just been called Pan. Well, oh, good. Or Peter or good something news. like that. You know, it was like one of those shitty like CGI. Watch, we're like, that's retarded. This is fucking Shannon's like. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but so it was him. And then he had this mate, this Australian guy with him who uh, claimed to be a producer. And like, yeah, mate, I'll make you famous. Yeah, no, seriously. He was like a producer. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you've seen this guy and everything. Trust me. And I was like. <laughs> And I was like, you know, he does look kind of familiar. Like, yeah. I meant it. I was like, yeah, you do look yeah. sort of familiar. Like, what what have you been in? And he was well, like, well, he been have you heard of Peter Pan? And I was like, well, I mean, everyone's heard of Peter Pan, but like... <laughs> the Disney what are you movie? About? Yeah, he literally... The, the fucking child star got his phone out to show a, a poster of the exact one that he was in, which was like Cause 2005. Because there's been so many. There's been so many, and yeah. also... None recently memorable. So like, there's one good Peter Pan movie, and it's the animated one. And honestly, <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> it's good. It's got good iconography, but it's not yeah. as a movie. I mean, but that, that was like they were opening. Yeah. First of all, they they introduced themselves in the manner that I described hating so much, where it's like, yeah. oh, can we just put our drinks here? And we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, like, mate. I'm, hey. I'm talking to Nicole, and like yeah. we're in the middle of a conversation. And then they go, all right, can we just uh, like hang here? I think that's what they said. Can we hang here? And oh, I was like, boy. yeah, sure, thinking, oh, you'll just put your drinks down yeah. and talk amongst yourselves. But no, they go, thanks. So, recognize him. Oh, like, like, basically straight away. Straight away. <laughs> Almost straight away. And he was like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I'm, I'm from England. He's like, where? <laughs> where exactly? What street? <laughs> and I was like, well, like, I, uh, London, mostly. Yeah. Mostly I'm from London. And uh, he goes, ah, he, he's been to London and points at the child star. What is, th- what's going on? It's fucking weird. It's like he's trying to sell him to us. <laughs> um, he goes, ah, he's, he's been to London. And then the child star, who looks, now I think of it, he looks like Andy from Toy Story. I think that's why I recognized him. <laughs> he looks like a CGI character. character. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, because I was like, he, you do look familiar. Like, I've been told he was a child star. I was like, you do look familiar. What kid do you look like? It's Andy from Toy Story. It's not him, you know, but... <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he points to go, he's been to London, and this guy goes, yeah, I actually, I lived at the Dorchester for three months. Cool. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Is that like a famous hotel or it's something? It's like a fancy hotel, yeah. Okay. It'd be like living at the fucking... The Waldorf Astoria. Uh, yeah, like the Waldorf Astoria yeah. for three months. So I was like, oh, shit, like... But I kind of said, I, 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 maybe he hadn't mentioned that he was a child star at this point, because I went, fuck, how much money do you have? Yeah. You know, because that's gotta be yeah. like five hundred dollars a night easy yeah. yeah uh and he was like a lot i have a lot of money he literally <laughs> just went like that and i was like is, this, is he joking like what the fuck is this and then the australian guy's like yeah no this guy i mean you've seen him in everything this guy and i'm like oh really yeah you did look he was familiar. obviously very memorable like what he- you know and and he goes you ever you ever hear of something called peter pan I'm like, well <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of Peter Pan, but like, what, yeah. you know, what, what relation does that have to this fellow? Yeah, mate. As if he was expecting us both to go, oh, <laughs> what if the boy who never grows old. Oh, dude, what if, no, dude, what if he's like, yeah, I've heard of Peter Pan. You're like, yeah, he's like, 
That's him. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Boy who never grew up. Started growing up. <laughs> Little we bit. only just recently left Never Never Land. He's balding. I was Mr. <laughs> I was Mr. Smee. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Oh, there's a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Out, right? yeah, someone walks up. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> they run up on the roof. There's a reason we've gone to Idolawa with a big clock on the fucking on the fucking barrel there. <laughs> Just live in this kind of whimsical. Yeah. That'd be great. Adventure. I'd be yeah. into that. That'd be walls. No, but, but he keeps fucking going on about it. And then there's this chance. So I was like, oh, Peter Pan. Like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, this one. He literally gets his phone out to like search for an image of the 2005 movie. And like when I saw the post, I was like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that being out. Yeah. And watch it. Yeah. And he shows it to Nicole. Like, yeah. Because she's the girl <laughs> at the table. He's like, what shoving you think? it in her face. And she's just like, he's like, yeah, don't you think it's cool? And she's like, yeah, I think I saw it. <laughs> and, uh, I think I saw but it. But then this other, the fucking, so we kind of split off. The, the child star starts hitting aggressively on the coal, from what I can tell. Hell yeah. And the, this Australian dude starts talking to me, and he's like, what brought you out here? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, my 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 uh, mum, her job moved her out here when, when I was 20 and uh, took the whole family along, blah, blah. He's like, oh, really? Well, what does she do? And I was like, she's a producer. He's like... It's so funny you should say that. I'm a producer. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I have a feeling that your mom and his and his career are very well, let different. Me... <laughs> One's real. Well, One's imaginary. Me, uh, <laughs> like, to, to cut a long story short, he asked yeah. about what she did and stuff yeah. like that. And um, he said, look, I, I mean, I know this is, you know, I would love it if uh, you, you could talk to your mom and like maybe get, I would love to take her out to lunch. Oh, Christ. And I actually said to him, I was like, mate, I've known you for less than three minutes yeah. and you're asking my mum out to lunch. Yeah. Do you not see how that's a little bit weird? He was like, yeah, I know, but it's LA. You know, you got a network in LA, right? Oh, you got a, God. Like, I'm like, you're disgusting, mate. I but like, fucking hate networking. And anyway. I asked him, I was like, well, what is it that you want to pitch? You know, like what? Because he was like, oh, I got something for it. Like, trust me, it's going to blow their minds. We've already got the right people on board. And I was like, okay, like, what is it? Yeah, you know, like, tell me what it How is. How can you have someone on board of something that hasn't been greenlit? By the way, oh, just you wait. Okay. Right. So his idea is, he's like, right, this is why I want to talk to you, mum. It's like American Idol, but instead of finding people who can sing well or finding people who have a variety, yeah, talents, great. It's about finding the next infomercial star. What and the, the next fuck? infomercial product? And I went. You mean like Billy Mays? It was like, yeah, like Billy Mays, but he's dead. So we got the Sham Wow guy. Oh, that <laughs> fucking creep. Yeah. Well, hang I don't on. remember his name. Wait, he they have about him. Yeah, he's like, Vinny, yeah, this guy. Vincent something. Whatever yeah. Whatever the fuck his name is. We're like, this guy is worth $100 million and it's yeah. from his infomercial. So he's yeah. going to be one of our judges and he's going to go around the country watching other people pitch their infomercial products. He was like, it's a bit like America's Got Talent mixed with Shark Tank. He was like, I would love to take your mum out to lunch and. and that sounds like the worst super. piece of shit idea I've ever heard it in was, my life. And I, I said, I was like, look, my mum's not gonna want to go to lunch with someone you know in general in general like (laughs) you know it's just like my mom's not gonna be into that but you know give me your um give me your email address like trying to basically trying to end the there's only one way to end that conversation yeah i'm just like look send me your email address i'll forward it forward it to the right people are you gonna do it of course not. Okay, dude. Like, I mean, I, so. <laughs> not only did he send me his email dude, address. You know what? Not only did he send me his email address and his name, but he sent me like his website and I had a look at it. Uh-oh. And <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like in, instead of spending all your time in bars harassing anyone who may or may not 
have some kind of networking opportunity for you. Work on your fucking website. Like work on your career and well, like dude, do something first. He's like, we we offer services. There are many services we offer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest. I, I, I don't want to give it out, but like. Yeah. No, don't, I'll, sh- don't I'll show do you that. at some yeah. point. <laughs> That's it's awesome. the funniest. Is we like, offer, many, we offer services. many services. There are many that we offer. There are like, many trust solutions. Trust me, anything that you. Yeah, like all yeah, that kind of yeah. shitty, stupid entrepreneur jargon yeah. where it's like, you know. We we create effective solutions that are designed for your project. Yeah, you know, of course, like, yeah. And it's just nothing. They, have, they there's no history. You know, I mean, no like history yeah. of past. Yeah, <laughs> past. I feel like nothing. I feel like there is a uh, huge missed opportunity going on on this podcast right now because your mom is not 20 feet away from us. <laughs> I could. Pitch Do it you want to get her on the mic yeah, and actually, pitch it to her? <laughs> if she's not busy, where is she? Uh, no, she's right she. there. Just coming out of the back. Yeah. All right. One sec. I'll give her my mic. Hang on, uh, Max. Do you want to give my yeah, give, give my mom? This is Trish. Actually, should I use your name? Yeah, just say it's your mom. This is my mom. Hi. My mom, Trish. Hello. <laughs> so, um, just speak directly into it when okay. you talk. All right. That's all you need to know. Easy. So, I was uh, I was just telling Max. I was at a bar the other day, and um, this couple of men uh, started talking to talking to us, and one of them was a child star. The other one was a producer from Australia who claimed it was a producer and he started asking me, oh, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. I'm from London. Oh, what brought you out here? My mom's job moved her out here. Oh, right. What's she doing? I'm like, oh, she's a producer. And he's like, oh, well, funny you should say that. I'm a producer too. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, he was like, well, what kind of things does she produce or whatever? I was like, well, you know, she works, she works mostly in like reality and game shows, like competition shows. And um, he goes, funny you should say that. <laughs> He's got a pitch for you. <laughs> he goes, funny you should say that. I would love to take her out to lunch. And I said... No. <laughs> that's basically what I said, right? Like, so I said, yeah, I don't think my mum would really be into that. <laughs> it's not, like, uh, and I was also like, you've known me for two minutes. You're already asking to take my mum out to lunch. It's a little bit, it's a little bit weird, right? So, um, But then I eventually got the pitch out of him. Because he was like, well, maybe just, you know... Like, tell her what the pitch is or what, And I'm like, okay. Can't wait. Yeah, so his pitch is, he's like, right, it's like a cross between America's Got Talent or American Idol and Shark Tank. We're trying to find, we're trying to find uh, the next great infomercial star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's why. So he was, I was like, "You mean like Billy Mays? You know the the fuck, what, what what did Billy Mays do again? It was Shamwa- uh, Billy Mays did OxyClean. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the stupid things late at night. He was like, "Yeah, we want. So we have a judge. Billy Mays is dead, so we can't use him. But we've got the ShamWow guy, and uh, we want to tour around the country." Finding like the ne- Sean's mom just looked around in confusion when he said the sham wild guy. Well, so yeah, that gives no you one. an idea of the star power <laughs> this guy really has. Uh, apparently, he is vaguely well known, but I mean, he says we got him as our judge, and we need a few more. And, and what are they advertising? What, what, well, what that's are these the thing. It's not. It's about? not. So that's where the Shark Tank aspect comes in, because <laughs> it's not only the infomercial presence or presenter. It's also the infomercial product. So what they're trying to find is someone who has a product and is able to sell it really well. Oh, it's like, who was that woman who was selling vacuum cleaners on some really quite well-known film in the last couple of years? Rennie Zellweger or something. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know about that, oh, but was, um, are you thinking of Jennifer Lawrence selling brooms in uh, the mm. David O. Russell movie? I can't oh, remember the name it of. Called? It yeah. was just her first name. I don't remember, like yeah. Lucy or something like that. What was yeah. It yeah, but she was yeah. like a housewife who suddenly became incredibly famous because yeah. she was good That's at selling right. her yeah, product. Yeah. It sounds a bit like that, but well, that was fiction. I, I <laughs> <laughs> and, and so was this guy's entire career, by the way. Like, I mean, I looked. He, he sent me. I eventually to kind of get rid of him. I was like, all right, just you know, send me an email address and I'll forward it to the right people. And he sent me not only his name, email address, and um, he sent me his website. And I looked. It's like. You know, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> Funny enough, you didn't pass it on. No, I mean, I don't want to bother anyone with this shit. I mean, it's quite funny, but it's not its not anything that's going to be of any use to anyone. But he was making it sound, because I kept saying, I was like, you know, it's really weird to like ask me to take my mom out to lunch when you don't even know, I don't think you even knew my name. And um, he was like, yeah, but it's LA, you know, you got a network, right? Like, this is how we do it here. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, you, if you have something... You actually have something, then you maybe network a little bit to try and get it in the right ear. You have nothing. <laughs> this infomercial, infomercial. Uh, well, you're looking a little bit now like you're considering it. No, definitely okay. not. <laughs> no, I, I just, you got looked away. You're like, huh. I'm just thinking of all the things wrong with it, but I can't even be bothered <laughs> to say it because it's so ridiculous and crass and doesn't work. And, uh. you know, what about the commerciality of it? And, oh, look, it's not even worth talking about. The most interesting thing about what you said was, who's the child star? Oh, well, I mean, we just we just talked about that. It turns I out... Peter Pan. <laughs> Have you heard of Peter Pan? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's him. So, <laughs> one what, of is he an animated ma- figure? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, one of the many adaptations of Peter Pan, I guess there was one in the mid 2000s, which. Which had a real had a, had a boy real in boy, it. And that was him. And now he's grown up. And now he's grown up and, and he's, he's never bragging done in since. bars about how Aww, he was Peter that's Pan. That's a bit sad. Be it nice. is a bit sad, but it's also annoying. <laughs> it's also annoying because I was trying to have a conversation with my friend Nicole, and they just came in and swooped in completely. And assume that she'd be fascinated by the fact that this is some child star. <laughs> Doesn't even sound... I don't think he even really reasonably attained child star status. Child star is like Macaulay Culkin is a child star. Dakota Fanning was a child star. This guy, I think... A one-hit child That's wonder? all he's got. Be nice. <sighs> well, I mean, be nice. I was nice to him when he was there, you know. Like, I don't need to be nice about him now. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but then, um, you know, so I... I eventually got rid of b- both of them by saying, all right, here's my email address. I'll, uh, oh, no, uh, give me your email address. I'll pass it on to the right people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, bye. And then I was speaking to Nicole afterwards. I was like, and I told her what he told me. I was like, this fucking idea about an infomercial star. <laughs> and she goes, wow, that's one of the worst ideas I've heard. <laughs> then again, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. It could be gold. Well, that's very LA. Never wanting to say something's bad just in case it isn't. No, I mean, no, I think she was happy to say, "Yeah, that's an awful idea," but it wouldn't surprise me too much if that did turn up somewhere. Yeah. It's like you know that joke in England. There was that this show called Alan Partridge about a wannabe, well, a TV a, fail, a flailing TV presenter trying to pitch shows, and he pitches all these ideas that are just horrible. And I think someone did an article recently where they pointed out that about half of them have since actually been made, (laughs) sincerely, like cooking in prison. Well, that was the brilliance of the Alan Partridge script, (laughs) because it's so very near real. Yeah, but I think the idea of that scene, there's a scene where he's desperately trying to pitch ideas to a a, a network executive, and um, 
he just is coming out with them off the top of his head. And uh, I think the idea was that he was panicking and just coming up with these terrible ideas. And then in the in the decade or two subsequently, those about half of them have come true. He probably would have liked the infomercial idea. Alan Partridge, yeah. possibly, yeah. But I think his ones were like cooking in prison and yeah. stuff, which then uh, Gordon Ramsay's prison meals yeah. happen. Yeah. Actually happen. But anyway, okay, so uh, can I text this guy back and say, yeah, uh, sorry, it's a no? Yeah, you absolutely can. <laughs> okay. yeah. You take the lunch. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like judging by, I'm sure he could afford a good Denny's. You know, like, <laughs> no matter where it was, I wouldn't take it. But, you know, having said all that, it is nice to give people a start. And, you know, you'd never quite know the germ of an idea. I was, Might develop into something, but I can't yeah. see even the germ of an idea to, in to that To be one. clear, I wasn't unpleasant to him. I never, like, laughed. Well, you're my I never... son. You were brought up right. <laughs> well, there we go. But then you, you always assume that I'm going to be... You always assume that I'm going to be horrible to everyone. So, well, like, you have an edge to you, you know. I yeah, need to keep an yeah. eye no, on but, it. But this guy, you know, I never, like, sneered in his face or anything like like that I, I was always very polite and kind of genial but you know in my head i'm like there's, there's nothing no here. sadly there but wasn't. um one of your birthday gifts to me which was very generous was to give um, me and max a day at disneyland yes it was yes. so what's the date guys don't know but one did of you the tell th- the other part of the story no so the the qualifying part of that which ties into what your kind of expectations <laughs> are of me dealing with people <laughs> Is that apparently someone was offering to take us there for free, or for, or at least give us like a very exclusive? Well, in the job I do, you know, yeah. we deal with some really nice people at Disney, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to get a voucher for you guys to go to Disneyland. And online, you can't do it because you have to nominate the day, and I didn't know which day, and there didn't seem to be a gift voucher option, mm-hmm. and apparently there isn't. So I called my contact to say, listen. I'm probably not doing this right. How do I get a gift voucher for my son to go to Disney? He immediately thought I was trying to get something for free and he was very willing to offer it for free and to look after you guys and to make sure you got VIP treatment and the whole thing. And I said... Look at Max's face right now. I know. And apparently I've ruined this just by who I am. And I thought, (laughs) thank you so much. A, I, I don't sort of accept free gifts, but I also just thought with the happy Disney folk that would try to show you round and with your character, Sean in particular, I don't know enough about Max to know oh, his Max character. Max so would be pleasant. over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably would, but I just thought, oh my goodness, I'm not going to risk my relationship with my son being sarcastic to some poor, well-meaning Disney <laughs> person never... who's trying to give you a lovely day. So I said, thank you very much, but no. Oh, and but I am see... buying you the tickets to Disneyland completely <laughs> yeah, unencumbered. But uh, no, I know. (laughs) Can we get that in the mic, (laughs) Sean? You literally ruined Disneyland. (laughs) No, but you see, I feel bad about that. But I also feel it's based on an unfair judgment of my character. That I know that you know that I can be a little bit abrasive. Well, not so much abrasive. You'd just be sarcastic to this poor, nice Disney person dressed in a lovely Disney outfit, going, "Hey guys, happy day! Welcome to Disneyland!" And you'd be. You just you're right. I might be, be a little bit. I might be a little bit sarcastic, but like generally, I, I I feel like as much of an asshole as I can be, I do treat people. You're not an asshole, and you treat people fine. I just no, didn't I, want like, to risk my relationship, in, especially people in like the service industry or like people who don't know. You know, they're 
they don't know me. It's like I, I can be an asshole to people I know or people who I'm somewhat on the same. You know, like you wouldn't be an asshole to their face. You'd be doing it all around the side, and they'd sense it. And anyway, I wasn't going <laughs> to risk it, and I and I didn't want anything free. And so I said, "Thank you very much. Um, I'll be doing this myself." So you wow. need to tell me the date, guys, and then you should record a podcast after your day at Disneyland. It's funny to say that Max has been trying to get that happening yeah. for a little I while. I want to record during the day. <laughs> I'm not sure they. Matt's nothing to Mass do with me. That we can. It, oh yeah, you're that. allowed to film or do anything as much as you want in Disneyland. I mean, maybe not on the rides or during the shows themselves, sure. but walking around, people film themselves all the time. Yeah. Well, can you just never say your names to anyone at Disneyland because I don't want to be associated oh, no, with whatever ever. it is I'm very that careful. comes out of your Disney I'm podcast? I'm very careful about not getting you in trouble. I didn't tell that Australian guy your name either, of course. Excellent. Yeah, he was trying to get it too. I bet he, he was. was. Like, well, what's she called? I don't know. I don't know. How are you, dude? Like, you know, no, but I was also just like, who, imagine if I just asked you, oh, what's your mom's name? Yeah. Your full name. Where does she live? What street? Uh, <laughs> not having it. No. no. No, I protected your honor there. Although by blowing it on the. Oh, yeah, we should probably get going. Blowing it on the podcast, I guess. Um, you can cut around that, I'm sure. Cut around it. Yeah, we, we won't reveal any, anything. You say your name. Anything identifying about you. We won't. Reveal. Okay, fantastic. Okay. All right, I've All got right, to go. Well, lovely to have you. Yes, thank you so much. Lovely yeah, being a, an impromptu um, guest on this podcast. It was lovely to have you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Big round of applause. Yes. Sean's mom. Oh, that was great. Oh, no, lock you out. Uh, <laughs> that would rule. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad just comes to the other side of the window. He goes, "Podcast fags outside." <laughs> uh, we gotta get it. It's my wife's birthday. I gotta get. I gotta get over and uh, start celebrating it. Yes. All, All right. right. See you guys. Pleasure.